Hi, I'm Brandon. And I'm Megan. For years, we were stuck in a rut, always complaining that nothing ever changed for us. And then we realized, if we wanted to improve our lives, we had to put in the work. Each week on this podcast, we'll get into an aspect of personal growth, relationships, or just life. Through our own experiences and guest interviews, we hope to inspire you to make your own positive changes. Welcome Welcome to to the the Fools in Love Podcast. Podcast. Hey, welcome back, y'all. We are so happy you're here, and we can't wait to dive right into it. And uh, how are you doing today, Meg? Oh, I'm doing. Wow, she's doing, (laughs) folks. That is crazy. So (laughs) today we're going to be talking about, I think, an interesting topic, because it seems to come up a lot when you're talking to other couples. (laughs) Why are you laughing at me? Seems to come up a lot when you're talking to other couples, and when you're just talking to people who have been together for a while. And it's really the idea of should you and when should you call your partner out? Ooh. Okay. First of all, I can't like stop smiling and laughing. So if I just spontaneously laugh, don't worry about it. There's nothing. Hey, this is a happy podcast. I'm completely <laughs> okay with I it. I just have the giggles. Okay. So I came up with this podcast episode idea because we've had some situations recently where one or the other of us have sort of had to call the other out on everything from like attitude to a little bit too much gray hair. I had a lot of gray hair, guys. And just like in general, when and what is that line, I think is an interesting kind of discussion for today. So let's roll. Right. And I think many times you don't want to bring something up or you don't know if you're even justified in bringing something up. If something your partner's doing is bothering you, And it doesn't even have to be a bother. The whole idea of this episode is not just when you need to have a fight or need to like have it out, which certainly is a healthy thing to do in your relationship. And I'm not saying don't do that. But this is more so just the times where you have to almost build up a level of comfort with bringing things up to your partner. And then it's like, is it justified? Is it appropriate? I would argue the fact that if it's something that's on your mind and something that you're thinking about you at least should consider whether you want to bring it up or not. Absolutely. And I love that you said that because I feel like it's definitely a negative vibe of the episode, but it doesn't have to be a negative vibe at all. Because for instance, last week, I would say that you called me out, but it wasn't in a what's wrong with you kind of way. It was like in a what's wrong with you and can I help you kind of way. Last week, guys, I just had a week. And nothing was going right. I was just all over the place. Everything was very, very hard for me. And eventually Brandon came to the point where he was like, listen, I know you're struggling. Like, do you want to talk about this? Do you need to just leave? Can we just go somewhere and do something else? Can I go buy you something? And it wasn't in a please get over it, you're annoying type way. It was in a I care about you and you matter to me. So how can I help you through this week and this time that you're going through? Right. And I mean, like you said, I noticed and I noticed it had been going on for a little bit of time. So I did bring it up. But I think also with that, it's a little bit of like a slippery slope because you don't want to always call someone out. Like you don't want to constantly be like, oh, you're a little off today. So what what's going on? Like what's going on? Like in a like you said, even even to the point where it doesn't even have to be the negative connotation of like what's wrong with you type thing. But just if you're constantly checking in with your partner, that's great. But then if you're constantly bringing stuff up, even like minuscule, small things, it might end up working against you because your partner is going to be more closed off and less likely to share. Yeah. And that's actually 
like has been pretty prevalent in our relationship in the past because I suffer from a condition called resting bitch face, I believe they call it. Is that what that is? <laughs> Something along I, those lines. I call it CBF chronic, but okay. I mean, I think it, I think it is. <laughs> Which means that my face always looks upset. So for a long time, Brandon would always be like, what's wrong with you? Are you okay? Did I do something? What's happening? And I had to eventually be like, dude, this is just what I look like when I'm concentrating. This is just what I look like when I'm anything. Like, this is just who I am. So I think that even just like your facial cues and sometimes the tone of voice, even if it's not directed at that person, can kind of lead you to this weird thing where you're overchecking. So today I wanted to just really talk about like the when and the how, because obviously we've just we've determined that yes, it is important to call out your partner sometimes. And whether that's positive or negative doesn't really matter because there's always going to be a how to do it and a when to do it. And for the how, I think that it's especially important to just be very careful of your intentions behind it because there are going to be times when you do have to have some uncomfortable conversations, but it doesn't have to be always just this horrible conversation. You can make it and that is all in the how. Well, I think it's important too because as your partner, as a as a couple, I think it's most important out of really any other relationship you have to hold each other accountable. Like me and you, we chose each other for life. So I might not like sometimes when you bring things up or even if you're just trying to help or if you're even being upset with something I'm doing or I'm acting out or I'm doing something, which I definitely do. It's kind of up to you to tell me because a lot of times I can sit there and I don't really know or maybe I don't even know it's that bad because I'm just you know living my life. I'm in a stressed out environment. I, I don't know how I'm coming off to the world. So you as my partner will open up and tell me like, hey, what's going on? And like we said, I mean, that can be in a negative way. That can be just with anything that's going on in life. But it's kind of up to you to do that because, listen, I'm a firm believer that you should not be able to complain, be upset, or anything else about a particular topic if you're not willing to speak up for what's going on and how you feel. And I think... A lot of us, because of fear of how our partner will react, or maybe we got pushed off before, or maybe past relationships affect us before, we don't actually want to bring something up. And so because we don't want to bring something up, then we'll go lean out a confidant or tell someone else or talk bad about our partner to someone else or just talk openly about our partner to someone else. And we do that so often that we feel like we actually talk to our partner about it. And the reality is we never did because we didn't want to have that uncomfortable conversation with them. So we had a more easy, comfortable conversation with a third party, but then we never brought that back into our relationship. And then we're a little bit shocked when it doesn't heal itself because, listen, I had a great conversation with my best friend over here and they gave me a ton of tips and I tried those tips and my partner didn't do what I wanted them to do. You know, didn't the puppet didn't do what I wanted him to do based on this recommendation over here. But then you never actually talk to your partner about it. Yeah, it's almost like there's two different types of silent resentment. One where you tell nobody and it just festers inside of you. Or the one where you tell an inappropriate person to the actual problem and it doesn't help you either because, again, you've talked to the wrong person about it. Yeah, and here's where it really becomes an issue that I see a lot is 
you don't bring it up, don't bring it up, don't bring it up, and it builds up, mm-hmm. and then you have a blow up in front of a group of people, or you're like you're out and you're like having a disagreement where you really should have been having that together in a time where you were alone and you planned for a time to talk and listen. We talk about this many times, but you want to make sure that it's the appropriate time. And I think you touched on that a little bit earlier, because if these things need to be talked about, you need to kind of have a pulse on where you're at in life at that moment and know that, hey, maybe I just need to put this aside for now, but I'm going to bring this up later. Or maybe you decide that you put it aside for now and then later it's not that big of a deal. Because a lot of times when emotions are high is when it can get to the real negative spot. But like we've said already on this episode, it doesn't have to be a negative thing. Matter of fact, I think you can learn from each other throughout these discussions and really learn not only how to be a better partner in your relationship, but a better person in general, because someone's there to hold you accountable for your behavior. And I know that can be like a, a, a thing that people don't want. Like, oh, well, I'm an independent person. I you know, want to be my own person. I don't want someone holding me back or holding me down. That's not really what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when your behavior is affecting other people, you should be made aware that that's having that effect. Now, I'm not saying you have to change everything that that person says. Certainly, I don't change everything that you tell me I should change. But I think you making me aware of it and the more you do that and the more we kind of build each other up and help each other out in that way, the more comfortable we get because everything you're doing, the comfort level builds up by leaning into it and doing it more, right? Not by pushing it away and running away and saying, well, you don't know what you're talking about. And one thing too is just for me, I know that if I were to just say in real time everything that I think and like I need to mention this, I would just never stop talking about all the little things. So I think that for me at least is kind of, making sure that as I'm coming up with these things I feel like need to be made known that I kind of hold on to them, keep them a little close to myself for a little bit and determine whether they're a real thing I need to talk about or if they're a minor annoyance. Like, yes, there might become a point when I need to talk about, you know, the, I don't even know, like a cabinet being open or whatever, like small stuff. I'm talking real small stuff. On the little small things, I think it's super important that you just kind of hold them close to your chest for a little bit and determine what really is going to become a bigger issue for you and what things you can honestly let go. And I think that if we're being honest with ourselves, there's all little tiny things that we do ourselves that we don't really want somebody to call us out on all the time because we're all human, we're all annoying. And the biggest thing is to just determine which of those big or small items need to actually be discussed or which ones will kind of fade away as time goes on. If it keeps coming up for you all the time, sure, mention it. But if it's something that annoyed you for a little bit of time and then kind of gradually faded and you don't really think about, then that's probably not the thing that you need to discuss and have a big old controversy about. Like, just let that go. Well, I think it's, I I have a question here too, but I think it's like a a little bit of a double-edged sword, right? Because for you, in those situations where you see something that you want to talk about with me and then you don't mention it, right? but it might be a little bit of a bigger issue. Then your behavior and your attitude toward me is then in a negative place. And I think the times that I'm going to let you answer this, but I think the times when you do open up and say it, it's very freeing in those moments. But I think the other side of that coin is there's probably times too where 
you say it and it is a more minor thing and then it just causes a big like thing for no reason and then you almost feel a little bit bad about bringing it up where I think that's where it's important like you were talking about to hold it in a little bit sometimes just to be like let me just get a feel let me marinate on this for a second do you feel like any of that's true oh definitely I'll give an example so for me like if your attitude is off for like a day not a big deal right But if all of a sudden I'm noticing that like you just seem shorter with me or shorter with the kids or just annoyed a lot, like, but it's going on for days and days, that's, I kind of think one of the ones where I would be like, okay, well now I'm starting to see that this is not just a, you know, bad hour, bad day situation, like something deeper might be going on. So do I need to just ask about that? And how can I ask about that without being accusing? Like, Hey, you're the worst. Um, get over your attitude is not really what I'm going for there. It's, more of a, you know, hey, I've noticed that you've had a real short fuse of past few days or this past week or whatever. And I just wanted to see if there's something like that I'm doing or if there's something that's going on that I can help you with or just did you want to talk about it? I mean, maybe I don't have anything I can help you with, but did you want to just let me know what's going on? So I think that those are good conversations to kind of have. And again, for those, I would maybe let somebody have their moment because it might just be a moment and then go back to it if it's not ending in a timely manner right and then do you ever regret like if you bring something up that you feel smaller do you ever does that lead to regret for bringing it up or you still always feel good about saying it if it causes like a bigger thing than it really was oh i think that if it's a big if it causes a big huge thing and it was super minor like you know the toothpaste cap we don't fight about the toothpaste cap but (laughs) i just feel like that would be a minor thing to fight about then i would definitely be like oh why did i even open my dang mouth (laughs) yeah Well, I think for me, it's tough because like we've been very open about like our past relationship struggles. And I think a lot of times for me, when it comes up, even if you're having like a minor off day, it's like a little bit of PTSD. Like it's like post-traumatic stress from our past situations. And I feel like very easily, I feel like the inner voice pulls me in to a very negative place with that. And so you know this about me, but I'm even to a fault, like more open about asking just because I'd rather ask than have there be an issue. And the funniest part is Meg tells me this all the time, but she would open up and tell me if something was wrong, but we had to build that up over time. And you might be in a place where your partner is not really willing to open up or you feel like they're very closed off and they're not sharing with you. But understand that the past can bring up a lot of things that can get you to a place where you're like, "I, I just, I have to know because I find myself being triggered a lot if you're ever off, even for a minute. I am immediately triggered to the most negative place ever. Like, up, oh, she's going to leave. She's gone. It's over. Like, I, 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 all of the feelings from the past that I had come spewing up inside my brain. And when I can ask you about it and I feel like I can accept your answer, like your honest answer, it just makes me feel so much better because there's... About 98% of the time, it's not me. It's not. It's something you're struggling with. It's a situation that, you know, someone cut you off in traffic. Someone, you know, annoyed you at work. The kids are bothering you that given day. We're moving and there's a thousand things going on. It's not me. But like, all I need to hear is it's not me. And then I'm good. Like, and it's like, and if you want to talk more about it, that's awesome because it's not just about me. It's about you and me sharing our feelings together. But I feel like, being able to do that and leaning into that way more than we ever have in the past several years has built up an intimacy level in our relationship 
that would never have been there had we just been sealed lips. Man, this went a lot more uh, raw and honest than I was anticipating. But yes, I I absolutely feel all of that. I definitely can you know, understand when you're having those times and those thoughts. Uh, you do tend to ask a little bit more about how I am and what's going on. And I think on the flip side of that is, you know, my normal reaction would be like, oh my gosh, would you like stop asking me? Like I'm irritated. But if you have something like that in your past where, you know, things were off and it was for a good reason, I think that being the other side of that, in my case, the one who was ready to leave the relationship, you have to, you know, on the flip side in in the future, you have to be the one willing to say, okay, is it maybe a little bit irritating to be asked 17 times in one minute how I how I am and if I, if it's them? Yes, but there's a good reason and I'm the reason that, that this is happening. So I have to step away from our minute, understand how he's feeling and deal with that appropriately, which is to give a little more grace, to give a little more understanding, to not get annoyed and irritated the way you would typically do that if all of this hadn't been your backstory. That would be super irritating. But when you're looking at it from this view, you have to understand that the other person does have some feelings and some thoughts behind that and just love them through it and reassure them along the way, probably more than you would have to in any other situation. Right. And I think too, like you, if, if you don't ask or if you have asked in the past and then your partner wasn't open, I think a lot of times we can fall into that trap. Like, well, he's just a closed book or, you know, we're on, you know, <laughs> I always like men are from Venus and women are from Mars or whatever. It's just like, well, I, I don't know what she's thinking or how to communicate with her. Or he is just like, he's always so closed off and reserved and he won't open up. The hard part with that is if you're believing that and putting that on your partner and you give up actually trying to talk to them about anything, it's only going to lead to a place of hurt and resentment because you're not actually ever bringing it up. Even those smaller issues will build up over time if you don't bring them up. And you know, even for us, the situation we were just talking about, there's a hundred times where that comes up in my brain that I'm not like bringing it up to you every time. Otherwise, it would get very irritating because I irritate myself a lot of the times <laughs> with the things that I think in my head. I don't need to share that with you and you certainly don't need to share that with your partner, but you can't not share at all either. And so you got to kind of have an idea and a pulse on your relationship and you have to have a feeling in yourself to know when it's worth talking about or not. Right. I feel like this whole conversation is just such a balancing act. Like the the when and the how and the why and all those things are just such a delicate balance and what, what would make sense for us to have a conversation about would not make sense for other couples to have a conversation about and vice versa. There's going to be things that we would let go that other couples would not be able to let go. And it's just like very individualized and super balanced and could super important to balance that out and just kind of go day by day and figure it out together as a team, as a couple. Right. I mean, the single most important thing about about all of this and kind of the overarching theme here is just communicating your feelings and like being willing to listen and being open to respond with how you're feeling because it stops. Understand that if I bring something up to you and you don't say anything and you're like, I'm good and there is some underlying anything there, anything, even big or small, that's where the conversation stops. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess she's fine. And I move on and you move on. But the problem is you didn't move on because you're still holding that in. But if you're not willing to actually communicate and open up, then you're never going to get there. 
And you're never going to really know whether it was worth talking about or not because you don't know how they responded because you weren't willing to actually speak what you had on your heart. And it's also, I think, really important to be open to receiving too, not just like saying it out, but receiving that critique or sometimes criticism, yes, but sometimes it is very constructive criticism. I think you have to be open and willing to hear what the other person is saying too, not just be the sharer, but actually internalizing what that sharer is saying and, and figuring it out together. And then the other thing is just really the importance of when to have these conversations, because I think that, again, is another part of the balancing act. Like you cannot just have deep conversations as a side note when you're trying to serve dinner to 16 kids like there's going to have to be a planned out time. And everything, of course, can't be planned. I understand that. But the bigger issues certainly should have some set-aside time. Or if it's not actually planned, then in your head when you're going to do it is not the time when the other person is overwhelmed, busy, stressed, on their way out the door, whatever. That's not the time because you're just going to get, number one, them not paying attention. Number two, them not listening even if they're sort of paying attention. And number three, they don't have the ability to take the time to really process and respond appropriately. Yeah, I love that. And I mean, disclaimer here, it's not a quick fix either. Like This is not a quick fix situation. Many times in the world, we all want things right away. We want it now, now, now. But in these conversations, in these situations, it's not a quick fix. Like you said, Meg, it's, it's a balancing act. It's something that you have to learn over time and you have to learn your partner. But the only way you're going to do that is by actually trying to do it. But a lot of times we're like, well, I tried that with you and it didn't work. When, when people tell you that, they typically give you one or two scenarios where they tried it. If you If you press them to give you examples, they give you two examples ever in their, you know, however many years they've been together of their relationship where they tried and it didn't work. And it's like, but have you been receptive every time someone's talked to you? Have you been open every time someone gave you constructive criticism or did you just go on the defensive or you, did you not want to be told that you were doing anything wrong or anything that just might need a little bit of work? Well, a lot of times we're just not receptive on that. And then we look at other people and expect them to just in a snap come up with changing and doing exactly what we want them to do. But relationships are a very complicated thing. They're a complicated organism that are constantly fluid and we're all constantly changing. So to think you're going to have one or two conversations and get to any place where you have any clarity on it is just crazy. Like that will not work and it's going to destined you for a place of being very, very depressed in your relationship because you have to be willing to talk. Yeah. I mean, you know, there are times when the one conversation might be fine for the leaving the cabinets open. That might be great. Maybe it, <laughs> maybe it does resolve in one conversation, but certainly the bigger things like we've been talking about where it's, you know, somebody's got a little bit of an attitude and we, and we don't quite know whether that's the other person or it's just life circumstance, that kind of thing. That cannot just be a quick five minute conversation at one point and then nothing again because there's some major stuff to sort of unpack in that and I think that it was making me kind of laugh when you were talking because I was just thinking through how we always joke that like I can't be dealt with if I'm a little bit hungry a little bit tired a little bit any like a little bit cold a little bit hot like I have to have the perfect scenario for me to be receptive to talking and we joke about that and of course that's sort of true and sort of just a little bit a little bit much but I was just giggling to myself about that because it was making me laugh that like, when does he have, when does he have time to talk to me that I won't be too busy or do something? 
Right. And and again, I mean, just the type of person you are, like you're busy, you're very task oriented. So if you're working on a task, I've learned that I can't come to you in those moments and try to have like some deep, meaningful conversation. That's certainly not what we do in our life. We plan out these times and sometimes they are fluid and they just happen in the moment. And sometimes they have to be dealt with later. And maybe it's just a, hey, we might need to talk about this later. Or you find a quiet time at night when it's you're able to talk and you're open to talking about it. And then sometimes you just need to shut the dang cabinet, I guess, because that's brought, brought up a few times. But it seems like a good example. <laughs> ultimately, if you find yourself in a place where you're resenting your partner a little bit or you're unhappy with them, or maybe you just see places where there's potential growth for them and you don't really know how to bring it up. The easiest way to scratch that surface is just to ask them if they, if you can talk and just start the conversation. And like Megan said, it's really ultimately not about you judging and pointing the finger and accusing them of anything. It's just, "Hey, I've noticed this. Are you open to talking about it?" Like it's it's and you can be honest with how you feel like it's affecting you, but like Meg said earlier, focus more on them and try to understand and get a deeper understanding in your relationship. And all it's going to do for your relationship, all it's going to do is just build up more intimacy and a closer, tight-knit relationship than you dreamed of. Yeah. So should you call out your partner? Absolutely. As long as you're doing it with a little bit of grace and a little bit of understanding, I think it will bring you closer and make you feel so much better about where you're at in your relationship. Hey, B, what did you think of that episode? I think it was pretty dang good. Well, what should someone do if they enjoyed these last 30 minutes? They should probably head over and leave us a review so we can reach more people. They definitely should. Guys, if you like the Fools in Love podcast, please go follow us over on Instagram at Fools in Love podcast. We'd love to connect with you and learn more about what you'd like to hear. 